Hi, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the monthly Q&A call line. My name is Julie Casso, and I'll be your host tonight. Some of, the, some of you may know me. I've been a mentor for Vaughn for a couple years now, and I've been buying and selling real estate in Parkersburg, West Virginia for over 25 years. We hold this call on the second Monday of every month. Gold Club members can, can submit deals prior to the call that we'll review right here. If you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but you can't participate. You can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at www.lonsgoldclub.com. If you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal you submitted, press the star 6 to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you've logged in, you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. Okay, we'll take the next caller. Hey, who we got? Hello? Hi, this is Julie. Who is this? Oh, hi, Julie. This is Marie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're doing well. Getting spring up here, so. <laughs> okay. Where are you at, Marie? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. So tell me what kind of deal you got or what kind of question you have. Well, actually, I have a question on a um, on a, a current deal. You bought a home okay. uh, a couple years ago on a sandwich lease purchase, and um, ran into a problem with it here a couple months ago. The um, seller, the owner, um, declared bankruptcy and uh, had to include the house in bankruptcy. Oh, okay. Um, I've had that before. Yeah, we're trying to figure out how we can, um, you know, get, um, work this out so our tenant can stay in there and we don't lose the house. Right. He has been cooperative with us, the owner, that is, but um, we neglected to get the um, uh, release of information signed. CYA letter, and, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the release so that the bank would talk to us. Uh-huh. So right now we can't even talk to the bank. The, um, the bankruptcy um, hearing was Friday, March 1st. Um, we've tried to call the bank since then, and, um, yeah, still can't get anyone to talk to us. <laughs> okay. I don't know what well, to do. There's really not a lot you can do. You can get a private lender and you can cash the deal out. I've been in that same situation. And unless you can talk to the seller and have them exclude it from bankruptcy, they would have to exclude it from the bankruptcy part of it. And they can do that. So you might try talking to your seller. Um, if the seller is just unwilling or unable to do that, then um, you're going to have to cash it out or get new funding for it some way or another. That's about the only thing you can do. Uh, that's why mm -hmm. we get the CYA letters signed. That way they know that, you know, if for some reason why we can't sell the property to them, um, you know, in situations like this when we're buying an old lease purchase that the bank's calling to do, and basically that's kind of what's going on right now because it's being foreclosed on. So uh, you, you need to make sure you get your CYA letters uh, signed prior to any right. deal. Is there any way right. to get a hold of the seller? Oh, absolutely. We've had a good relationship with her for you know the past few years, and she's okay. been very cooperative. But she was advised not to sign um, this um, this uh, release letter and, and send it to the bank. So, uh, 
You know, we're kind of stuck without that. Yeah. I mean, well, if, if you were... I'm sorry, go ahead. If you were having a conversation with the seller of this house, what would you tell her? The seller? Well, I would tell yeah. her that if she could give us a little bit more time, we've got a buyer that's in place right now that's working on getting their financing, and that if they could just exclude this property, you'll make sure it gets cashed out. Um, tell me mm-hmm. the numbers on it real quick. Is, uh, is there good money in it? Well, no, not really. The problem okay. is yes. the values dropped. And uh, what what, uh, is owed is basically at market value right now. Um, So there's no reason to not exclude it from bankruptcy because there's no profit for the other. We spoke with the trustee, and uh, he said he was not going to administer it, meaning, you know, he wasn't going to try to sell it. Okay. And have it to pay debt. So it's safe in that regard. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, since there's no equity or no money in the deal for you, there's really no in- incentive to, to try and make this work. If there's a lot of money there, I would get a private lender and, you know, try and get it cashed out real quick. Uh, but at this point, I don't really see where this, you know, it's worth saving. Um, be a lot of expense, and with no money to be made, it's not worth it. Yeah. We just, we feel terrible because of our buyer that's in there. He put 5000 down, and he's, okay. you know, been... Did you have him sign a CYA letter? Um, I have no idea. Okay. I don't think so. Um, every time uh, when you put a tenant buyer in there, they're displacing the property with the right to buy it within a certain amount of time. How long have they been in there? Um, going on two years. He's actually going on two years? Way. Mm-hmm. And how long did you give him to get cashed out? Um. Oh, the original term was one year. The, yeah, the original term was one year, but... Yeah, one we, year. We okay, so you just go back one. to them and tell them, you know, they had that one year to get cashed out, and then unfortunately now, since they didn't do that, they're going to have to move. You know, they've already violated their, their agreement already anyway. Well, yeah, we're trying not to be um, so cold about it. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Yeah, we feel really bad because we feel like it's partly our fault, Um I don't know, but he he is actually soon going to be ready to purchase the house. He's been working on it, and we've had him, we hooked him up with our mortgage banker on our team, and, um, you know, he should be able to cash out um, in, this, you know, three, four, five, maybe six months. I'm not sure how far away he is, but it, it's coming up shortly. Okay. All right. Well, um, at this point, though, you know, unless you can talk with the seller and just get them to, you know, to take that part of it out of bankruptcy, then I, I really don't see. And, and of course, if you can't cash it out, then there's really not a whole lot you can do. I'm sorry. I wish there was something we could do without it, but there just isn't. Okay. I understand. All right. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay. We're going to the next caller. Hello, this is Julie. Can you hear me? Hello. 
Hi, is this Richard? Hello? Hi, Richard. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Hey, Richard. How's things? Uh, everything is wonderful. Thank you. Hopefully with you as well. Right. Sure. Where are you located at, Richard? Well, I'm sorry. Say again? Where are you located at? I'm located in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania as well. Awesome. Okay, and I just have one quick question because, okay. you know, I've been getting information off of uh, the Gold Club and, you know, some of the stuff that Ron has, it's all great, but some of it is older, some of it's newer. Uh, my, my question is, uh, is it now possible or okay to take property in a land trust in the state of Pennsylvania? Well, have you checked with your local attorney to find that out? Because I don't know the Pennsylvania laws, but it should be. Okay, well, uh, in one or two of uh, Ron's trainings, I think they've been a couple of years ago, uh, Ron said, you know, uh, in fact, on the, on the Gold Club, there is a special training lesson on um, land trust. And he said, this is good for everybody unless you live in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> Well, you might want to check with your attorney. Uh, have you got a good closing attorney that can help you with that? Um, I do have an attorney. Uh, I, I could check with her on that and see uh, um, see what that is. And I, I don't know why there was some special thing about Pennsylvania where... Yeah, I don't know what that would be. I would advise you to talk to your attorney. Okay. All right. I'll do that. I can help you, Richard. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll take the next caller. Hello. Hey, is there anyone there? Hi, this is Rich again. Oh, yes. Um, you had mentioned in with a previous caller. Uh, when you have a lease option tenant go into a house to uh -huh. have them sign a, a CYA letter, what yeah. is that? It just basically says that we are buying the property uh, subject to and that the, uh, the bank can call the loan due and let the tenant buyer know that, uh, you know, that that's a possibility. Okay. It's, it's that's... very similar to the one that you get when you, uh, for your seller when you it's on the Gold Club. If you look under the um, CYA letters, you should find that one for your uh, tenant buyer. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what section would it be under? Uh, the CYA letter for tenant yeah. buyer. Buyer CYA letter? Yeah, the tenant buyer. You want the tenant buyer, not your buyer, not, not your seller, but your tenant buyer. Tenant buyer CYA letter, and that's what it's called? I believe so. You'll have to just kind of poke around in there and see what it's called, but it's very, it's something like that, I'm sure. Okay, I've, and I would I've signed only, it with my tenant buyers. All right, and I would only use that letter if the house that I bought. Well, you should always get it signed with your buyer so that they are aware that you're buying that property subject to uh, and that the, that the bank could call the loan due. If the bank calls the loan due, you don't want to be stuck in a property where you can't sell that tenant the, the property that, unless you dispose to them that that's a possibility. Okay, so if I buy a property um, subject to or if I buy it outright, 
uh, cash or if I do owner financing, I don't need this CYA letter to the tenant buyer. I only need it if I buy the property on a lease option. No, I, well, no, no. you want to use a, a CYA letter when you're buying the property subject to, okay, mm -hmm. when you're buying it subject to, and then every time you put a tenant buyer in there, use that as well because it discloses to them that, you know, it's a possibility that it could happen. Wow, this is this is news to me. <laughs> well, hold on, I'll see. Well, I won't be able to find it that quickly. <laughs> I can never find anything when I'm in a hurry to find something. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, look on the gold plot. Okay, so it's called a tenant buyer CYA letter. Um, it's for I believe so. All right. I believe so. <laughs> I'm not sure right off the top of my head. I'd have to pull it up. Okay, I've I've never heard of this, and I, I unless I'm having some kind of senior moment here, I've never heard of that. I've heard of a COI letter when you buy a property subject right. to that says you know the loan might be called due when you're dealing with the seller, but I've never heard of one where you it's have a COI letter when you're dealing with it's your just a disclosure buyer. letting them know that you're buying that property, that you're selling them that property uh, with owner financing, and that it's a possibility that it can happen. Hmm. Okay. Very good. Thank All you. Right. Yes, You're thank welcome. you. I'm going to sign off then. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, we're going to take the next caller here. Noel? And uh, I'm going with BG. Yeah, I'm good with that. Hi, this is Julie. Is this Noel? Thank you. Good day. Hi, is this Noel? I don't think you can hear me. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> okay, we'll take the next caller. It looks like it's uh, Neil. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, Noel? Hello? Hi, there you are. <laughs> hey, this is Julie. What can I do for you? Can you hear me, Noel? I'm just a listener. Oh, you're just a listener. I thought you were calling in. You're up next. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know you could. I didn't even know you could hear me. I oh, thought I was just listening. Oh, did you have a question? Hmm. Shoot, I did, but I can't think of it. Oh. Can you do a mobile home on a lease? If you own a mobile home, can you do a lease purchase? A mobile home? Uh, is it on yeah. a permanent foundation? Is it, is it what? Is it on a permanent foundation? Do you know if it's on I, a permanent I, foundation? Um, no. Okay. Here, please. No, it's, it's not. Uh, if it's not on a permanent foundation, the only way your buyers are going to be able to get bank financing is to be uh, – it'll have to be on a permanent foundation – to get bank financing. Now, you can always do owner financing, but don't expect it for them to cash out. Okay. So only on a permanent foundation. Yeah, only on a permanent foundation can you get bank financing. Well, and it depends on the year, but most of uh, most mobile homes are set up on permanent foundations, uh, especially the double wide um, anymore. But, you know, years ago, um, well, I don't think they even will set up a mobile home now without it being on a permanent foundation, will they? 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, you could probably do seller finance, right? You could seller finance it. You can do seller finance, but you probably won't be able to cash it out. So if it's a cashing out thing that you want to do, you definitely need to make sure that it's on a permanent foundation before you buy it. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks, so. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. So now just listen? What's that? Yeah, you just listen. Okay, well, if there's no more callers right now, um, we're going to talk about a lead sheet that got sent in. Um, let's see, Vanetta Robinson sent in a lead sheet. Let me see if, she, if she's on the line here. I don't see her name. Okay, well, Vanetta, we're um, talking about the property on Christian Street, and the asking price is 420000 It looks like you have a 530 comp. And your question was, it's a hard money loan. The payment is for, uh, 4300 a month. That is a rather high payment. Um, if, you're going to be, if you're going to be taking this one subject to, which is a possibility, but I would advise trying to talk to the hard money lender and trying to renegotiate that monthly payment. If you can't get that renegotiated, then I would get a 60-day a um, to close and try and find a buyer. If you are going to sell this property for five hundred and thirty thousand, I would think you probably would get somewhere in the neighborhood of around forty three hundred, so there wouldn't be a monthly spread. But it does look like there's an awful lot of equity in this deal, so it might be worth it to you. All right, let's talk about the next one here. We got one from Lenny. Um, you've sent several deals in. Are you on the phone, Lenny? I don't see you in the list either. Okay. Well, let me send in several properties as well. Um, none of them have much information on them, unfortunately, so I'm not going to be able to go over any of them. I did find one. Let's see here. That um, they're asking 650, and the comps are 685, and it was a yes deal. This would be a good one to um, to do subject to because they. Well, no, I'm sorry, it's free and clear, so this one would have to be owner financing. I don't think Lenny is on the phone, though. Is there any other questions? Is Lenny on the phone? Lenny, are you there? Well, without being able to talk with Lenny, I don't know how to proceed with these deals. All right. Is there anyone out there that would like to ask a question? I want to remind you all that we do these Q&A calls the second Monday of every month. And again, if you would like to, be, if you would like to call in, and all you got to do is press star 6 to be entered into the queue. And of course, if you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in an interactive line, uh, then you should uh, hang up and dial back in using the phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. Hello. Hi, this is Julie. Hi. How are you? Good. Who is this? Uh, this is Roger. Roger. Okay, Roger. What's your question? Uh, I've got a quick, a quick question. Um, 
when Ron first came out with his VAs, I tried the VAs. They were uh, uh, I wasn't too successful with them in um, in my local market. And then I tried them a second time, and I was thinking about trying them again. And I just wanted to get your take if you use his VA service. Uh, yes, I use his VA service. I now have my own personal assistant, though, but I still use that VA service. How long um, have you tried him at all? Not, not for, not for probably uh, at least a year and a half. It's been year and a half. Okay. Well, so, um, and where, where are you located at, Roger? I'm in uh, Southern California. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, you should be able to get a VA that can handle all of your calls. Uh, they are excellent uh, at what they do. And um, they also now have the website. Do you know, what about, do you know about the Dreams website? Yeah, I, I do because I'm a Gold Club member. and, and okay. um I haven't really. I just glanced over at, the, at that. I'm actually using a, another type of uh, service uh, w with websites at the moment. Um, and then I I use Google calendars just for my follow-ups. Um, but I, I just found I went to the quick start thing here in Los Angeles, and I just found out that my I think my major roadblock is this this whole. Uh, pre-screening aspect of the of of buyers. Exactly. Uh, I do. You need a VA. Yes, that's exactly what you need. Yeah. So um, I, I know there's. I, I have lots of friends that have been pretty successful here in California, but uh, my momentum has gone up and down, and then you know you get frustrated. And and I've worked with other investors on on deals and and stuff, but. Um, I'm really trying to, in the last couple of years, get a lot more momentum, and and <clears throat> there's just too much to do when you have to, you know, make all your own phone calls and all that other stuff. It, from right. I'm, I'm finding out. So, um, yeah. I, I tell you what, a VA is really worth the money. If you can get a VA, I highly recommend it. And I also recommend getting the Dreams website. There's so many tools on there to utilize for creating landing pages for your advertising and and helping to get. Uh, 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 people that can help you find pro property finders. He's got a nice um, landing page on there for property finders that can work for you. Um, it's a great way for people to submit deals. You know, you can get uh, people like your postman or a pizza delivery guy or whoever that's out there driving on a daily basis that can submit like directly through your your uh, website. So it's pretty nice. I definitely that recommend it. And like I said, we we did it our own calls for the first probably I'd say probably three months. And when we got went to the VA, our, our business really took off. And it's because, like you said, the roadblocks of talking to the people in the beginning, you know, because you got it in your head that you can't talk to them or they're going to say something you don't know what to say back to them. Well, your VA will get all the questions answered for you, and then when you're ready to call, you've got your scripts and you're ready to go. And it just makes a world of difference. Yeah, put you, put you, you know, anytime I've done, all, you know, all kinds of different marketing and everything works a little bit, and so. But when the seller is is being called or you're call, they you know uh, you're calling them back, you just have a different uh, whole yeah uh, psychological right. advantage. Because, you, know, you know ahead of time they're yes lead, so you know how to proceed. Or if it's a free and clear, or if it's you know you know what they're asking and and how close it is and what they owe, and so it helps you to structure the deal before you even get on the phone. 
Right. And um, your job, your job should always be to make the closing call. So regardless of whether you use a VA or not, somebody else should be making that opening call for you because otherwise you're doing the opening and the closing call all in one call, and that just gets really confusing, especially when they're new. So definitely use a VA or someone that can make those opening calls for you. Okay, very good. I appreciate it. All righty. Any other questions? Um, no, I don't have anything pressing as far as any deals. I have, I have stuff okay. that's a little bit further out. Uh, okay. Well, good luck, still, Roger. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye. Okay, we're going to take the next caller. It looks like it's Alexander. Are you available, Alexander? Here, hello. Hi, Alexander. How are you? Good, good. How are you, Julie? I'm really good. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a relatively new investor, so uh, my question is, when would, when would one want to take over a debt subject to? Like, how, how much of a balance does the seller have to have uh, well, in order for does. us to... Right, and it really it doesn't matter how much of a balance they have as long as they're willing to let you take it subject to, even if, they're, even if they owe, let's say they owe um, 50000 and they're asking 100000 so they're still going to get equity, but you can tell them you're going to give that rest of that to them at a certain time, sometime in the future, whenever you guys agree upon. So you can still I take see. it over subject to with the idea that, you know, it says in the contract that they'll be getting the rest of that money within a certain amount of time. I see. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because of uh, when Ron in the course talks about the dangers of subject to for the seller, uh-huh. um, I'm a little concerned about that, whether or not I should even attempt to take over a debt subject to. Is it advantageous for, for us to take it over like that? Yes, if you More can get than, the property, but if you do take it subject to, you definitely want to make sure you can do a land trust. Put it in a land trust. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you put yeah. it in a land trust, that way it will not trigger the due on sale clause. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Otherwise, if, I would... If you're uncertain, though, definitely take it with some owner financing. Okay. I see. Okay. All right. Okay. Where are you from, All right. Pardon me? Where are you from? Oh, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, great. Jer- Jersey City, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you keep doing what you're doing. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to take the next caller. I don't know if we have another caller in line here or not, but there's no one on the line. So again, I want to remind you. Oh wait, we have um, help. Are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi. This is you. Hey, this is uh, Dean from Atlanta. Dean, okay. Hey, how are you Atlanta. doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, and you kind of hit on it just a minute ago. You really should have somebody pre-screening your call so you have all the information from the property lead sheet. And, yeah. and, and that's good. And it kind of 
you know, kind of answers the, the question I was having. Um, but really, if you can just explain that second call, that second call that kind of helps you to get out to the property. Right, um, exactly. It's, it's yeah. called the closing call. That would be your, your job would be the closing call. Okay? Right, and if you work. can kind of, you know, mock up something like that. And, okay. You know, I've, I've actually had a, a few people who their price point is larger than, let's say, the Zestimate. So the Zestimate, okay. like somebody had a property, you know, they're willing to do terms, but, you know, they want $140,000 for their property, but the Zestimate is like 87000 <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. A big difference like that, then there's probably a reason. Maybe they have completely rehabbed it or something of that nature. A lot of right. times, though, there's going to be a little bit of a discrepancy, and knowing your market will definitely help you to be able to decide but if you're unsure, go out. If the terms are right, get it under contract, and then just go and see what the market will bear. You're only going to put $10 at risk. And, and give yourself at least 60 days to close. And if you can't find the tenant buyer within those 60 days, you don't have to close. You just go to the seller and you say to the seller, look, I thought I was going to be able to buy it for this price, but apparently I'm not going to be able to make any money. We either need to renegotiate the price or I'm going to have to walk away. Okay, good. Okay. That sounds excellent. Awesome. Okay. Well, did that answer your question then? It does answer my question, yes. Okay, great. Well, thanks for calling in, uh, Dean. Good luck in Atlanta. Yes, ma'am. You, thank you. Okay. We're ready for the next caller. Looks like we've got a couple callers still on the line. This is Julie. Hello. Hi, this is Julie. Who's this? Hi, this is Chris from Dallas, Texas. Did you say Chris? Yes. Okay, hi, Chris. How are you? Good, good. I'm just wondering what's your input on what's the best type of property to put in a, a Roth IRA? On a Roth IRA? Anything you can make some money on, obviously. Um, um, you know, you can get a property under contract, you know, that $10 that you put down and you can buy it subject to and just take it and all, you, all it costs you is that $10. You can do that. It does not matter. But um, if, it's, if, you, if you need to get the income from it right away, then I would definitely not put it in the IRA. It's going to be something that you're going to hold long term. So if it's something that you need the cash from, Definitely don't do it, but if it's something that it can sit there and accumulate the um, the interest, then definitely do it. What is your situation? Uh, just just in general, is a subject to good type of property? Oh, absolutely. You can do any kind of property. Subject to, lease, purchase, it doesn't matter. The main thing is, uh, you know, the money that you, you can't touch any of the money. So... Every payment that comes from the tenant buyer has to go directly into the IRA. It can't come through you, and vice versa. Every mortgage payment has to come out of that IRA and go to the bank. It can't come from you to the bank. So you need to keep an arm's length away from it. And, and, uh, but you can put any property in there that has any equity in it. Right. As long as it's long-term, that's even better. Right. I see. All right. Thanks. Does that answer your question? Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Thanks, Chris. 
Good luck. All righty. Let's see if we got another caller here. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Karen. Go ahead. Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you? Well, I'm. I'm a little nervous. I was working with. Uh, one couple and their home is around a million dollars and they put it on the market for 959 they came down a bit uh-huh. and uh, and then of course Zillow was saying 889 is really what it's worth and um, I, I mean it's it's a huge house it's five bedrooms and four baths and two stories and it's it, I mean it's okay. a great property but right. they have had it on the market now there it's a for own uh, for sale by owner and it's been about now uh, almost five uh, between five and six months that it's been on the market but they will not come down from the nine okay yes but well, they uh, are willing to talk terms, though. Okay, they're willing to talk terms. Okay, well that's good. So then, so, um, what we need, what you need to do is talk to a realtor and just ask them if they can give you a, a market analysis of the property and find out if they're anywhere in the ballpark. Sometimes, did you tell me that they had it listed with a realtor before, or they don't? No. What they're doing is a good friend of theirs is a okay. realtor and he's okay. like so, working with them as uh-huh. to so I am assuming he's telling them no you don't have to go lower than this uh-huh. um, they are buying a home in the same area so I don't know if the money from this is going to be going to this other home that they're they want to move into right okay. so I mean when they bought it it was six Sixty when they bought it, and that was of maybe five six years ago, and now they're selling it for nine sixty for like three hundred thousand. Do we know if there's been any improvements? I um, well, it, it just from the pictures because I've only seen pictures. Uh-huh. It is beautiful. Okay, it's uh, it's a great house. But they had an open house uh, two or three weeks weekends ago, uh-huh. and I was going to call them and and congratulate them either for selling it, and if they didn't, I was going to be asking them, well, do you still want to do terms? But I was extremely ill at the time. I <laughs> now I finally got oh, my voice okay. back and I'm doing better. But the house still has not sold. Okay. So, um, okay. we and just moved up. I don't think so. I okay. So they they're living said in it. They so it sounds like they're probably not in a big hurry to sell it then. Um, there are right. several things that you can do. Um, number one, you can get an appraisal. Of course, that's going to cost you some money. But if, yes. if that was something that you could afford to do, you could tell them, look, I'm interested in buying the property. If we can make the terms work, we've got to get the price. And if the price is... You know, if I get an appraisal and the appraisal doesn't come in, you know, as high as what you're asking, are you in agreement to come down to what the appraisal comes in at? So, you know, you're, you're yeah. okay paying market value, but you do not pay above because you're an investor. You've got to have some room to make some money. So you yeah, can do that. Right. Or you could just get it under contract 
give yourself 60 days to close and go and see if you can find a buyer. Okay. I mean, yeah, obviously I, I was, at, this, at this price point, they're probably going to want a little bit more than $10 down, but I wouldn't put more than $100 at risk. And okay. I, I would even hate to do that, especially if, if, like I said, I would talk with, say, a realtor, not their friend, obviously, but maybe another realtor, and see if they're somewhere in that ballpark. Because if they're close and the seller's willing to do owner financing, just make sure you get a long enough period of time to where you can recoup and just plan on not making any money on the upfront, but on the long haul, you might be able to. Right, right. So, because I told them, I said, well, I work with um, buyers that maybe are new to the area, so they can't yep. get a loan immediately. And she says, so you're talking maybe about six, 12 months before they could get a loan. She said that, not me. And I said, that's uh-huh. correct. So, right. um, but it's just because they're either new on the job or they're new to the area. There's something right. that requires them to show some length of time before they can get a loan. Right. So um, she was like, yeah, it sounds good. But the unfortunate part was my getting very sick. And uh, so I, but I am going to call her back. Yeah, since it's still in the market, I would definitely give them a call back. Okay, okay. And um, I was hoping to be able to have the time to send all the information to you so you could say, okay, this is what you should do. (laughs) Because I I was thinking, um, because there's so much um, equity for them, Uh um, I'm... Uh, you know, she doesn't want to wait too long. She understood 12 months. She probably uh-huh. won't go longer than that. Oh. So, well, now, uh, she's asking 959, you said, and your price, your your costs are coming in at 89. So there's, uh, does she own it brand clear, or do you know what kind of mortgage she owes on it? Um, no, we, we hadn't gotten that far. I had asked her... Um, what approximately was the uh, house payment? And she said around thirty five hundred. So I don't know. You know, you never know how much did they put down on the house when they bought right. it. You know, so it could be down to three hundred thousand for all right. I know. But we hadn't gotten that far, and then the unfortunate part was my getting ill. So yeah. you know, here, yeah, you know, a month well, later. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Did you have a VA call them in the first place, or did you call them? I called them because I'm new to okay. the area. I just okay. started this, and so okay. I did am just, a little bit tight with funds. You told me that they were open to doing owner financing. Uh, did she give you all the mortgage information and all that? Uh, no, because I was going to um, talk to a mentor to see what is the best way to do this, and... Um, I have, again, like I said, when you can't talk, it doesn't matter who you, you know, get information <laughs> from. If they can't hear you, you're kind of yeah. up the creek. So, uh, well, I, the I first thing, at, right. Well, yeah. the first thing I'd recommend is get a VA to call these people for you. That way you get this lead sheet completely filled out. When you got it filled out, it makes it a lot easier to talk to the seller. You don't have to, you know, be afraid of what you're going to say. You already know what they're willing to do, and you just use your script. Um, yes. Use your million-dollar script, and, of course, don't forget your rebuttals, and just get the call done. 
um, that would be your best bet. But since you have since you call them on your own already, you're going to have to call them back. Or of course, you could go ahead and give this information to your VA and let a VA call them. But the main thing is, is we've got to know the mortgage information and whether or not uh, what kind of terms they're looking at doing for you. If they're right. willing to do any type of terms. Yes. Yes. So uh, that that would be the next step then is calling yeah. and seeing um, if they could come down a little bit because I'm not doing this for free, but right. um, exactly. You know. So no, we're willing I, to pay market value, but we won't pay above. We're an investor. We have to have some room to make some money. Obviously, if we buy it at market value, we can market up a little bit, but we're going to be looking for um, you know the down payment and uh, maybe that tenant buyer being in there for quite a while, you know, and so you can make a little bit of the spread because it sounds like at $3,500 a month you might be able to make a spread on it. So right. that would probably be where right. the profit's going to come from on a deal like this. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, it, it, it's, it's hard to know because I, I am in California and I'm above Southern California, about 150 miles above L.A., uh-huh. And, um, I mean, it's a beautiful area. I just don't know where everything is. Like, we just, like, have moved in permanently up here. And, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm afraid when she says, well, you know, we live um, just a stone's throw away from Old Town Orchid. I was like, Old Town Orchid. Okay, you got to sound like you know what you're doing. But luckily I had gone there before right before she had I had talked to her so I thought yeah I said boy that's really nice that because there's a lot of nice things right there but this this home of theirs is on top of a hill and the you can see everything I mean it's just wow. gorgeous okay. so I can on the one hand I totally understand the 959 uh-huh. but on the other hand if it's going 6 months there's there's an there's an issue here. Right. Okay? Yeah, that's right. And have they been willing to do owner financing for any other of the buyers too, or is it just for them? Um, I yes, I I don't know that. I because I okay. assumed the house would be uh, sold the weekend that I was very sick, and I I looked online before I went to bed and thought, okay, she's having an open house. It's a gorgeous place I'm sure they found some you know someone to buy but no they did not so I think that people are having just a little bit of problem with the price yeah. so um, um, which brings I, me back I to if, that, you, if you can get it under contract and try and sell it for a month or two give yourself 60 days to close and then go back to her and say look um, Mr. Seller and Mrs. Seller I have tried to, um, to sell this property, obviously you know I got to market up front because I got to make a little bit of money, and I can't get a buyer at this price. The only way this is going to work for me is if we can lower the price. Otherwise, I'm going to have to walk away. So yeah. have you? You know, you you're trying to sell it for her. At least that's better than what she's got now, and she may be more willing to negotiate with you after a couple months. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that that was basically what it was that I I was concerned about the price not concerned but thinking there's there's a reason why this beautiful home is not selling it's not a million dollars because they have come down from that 
but uh-huh. still people are like, golly sakes, you know. So um, the other thing well, the other I thing, do not know The other is, thing I was going to mention too. Oh, oh, there's an HOA? Okay. I, I said I do not know that either. Right. I, I yeah. thought it said so on Zillow, but I, you know, right now I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay. But they were trying to sell it for a million dollars before? Yes. Okay. Just under a million. Just yeah. under. Do you know what kind of marketing they're doing? I know you said they were working with a realtor, but are they doing any marketing? Are they advertising it in any of the um, major uh, websites, or are they got a lot of signs up? Are they doing anything? It's on. I have only seen it on Zillow. Um, okay, and I, that might I be a just, problem too. They're they're just not marketing it properly. Okay. Okay, because I was thinking, well, I'll, you know, there are some other, like, Craigslist and some other things. And <laughs> because I've just started, I'm just finding out myself, you know. Right. So um, um, I think what I will do is tomorrow, I'll, I'll plan everything out tonight as to what I'm going to say, because since I spoke to her already, and then um, I can call her tomorrow and... You know, let her know I'm still alive. Because <laughs> there for a while, my husband was calling me the late Karen Thompson. So I, I just was a little concerned. I wasn't going to be around to finish this call. But um, anyway, I, I I really appreciate this. This is All great. Right. Well, I, think the, I hope it works out. Well, thank you very much. Because I'm a little concerned because I don't have a buyer yet. I I haven't done everything to get, you know. We just got here, so I ha- don't have cards yet. I, you know, I'm, I I haven't been well enough to go out and get my phone. It's just, just all the fun challenges of getting right. your well, first deal. I guess that's how I'm I looking would say at to the it. The VA, if you can do that. Okay. Okay. I will. If you've got somebody making those phone calls for you, you're going to be able to make that closing call so much easier. Okay, okay. Okay? Yeah. Good I, luck, Karen. I, I think, yeah, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All, All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, this is Julie. Is there anybody else on the line? Hi, Julie. This Hello. is Anita. Hey, Anita. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm calling from Texas. I had a, a question for you. Um, okay. So if I'm meeting up with the seller for the first time and say they agree to um, the process, what what am I supposed to be bringing with me? Do I print out the deed of trust or what what is well, it that I'm bringing with me for them to sign? No, what you need is a purchase and sales agreement or a lease agreement, a lease with uh, option to purchase agreement, the short form, depending on you know how you're going to buy the property. That's the only thing you're going to need when you go out to, to see the property. And once you get a purchase and sales agreement or a lease agreement signed with the seller, then you take that to your attorney and you get your attorney all of the proper documentation that you're going to want them to get filled out, like the CYA letters, the, the um, authorization to release, everything that you need um, to do the closing for your seller, and then you'll need everything to do the closing for your buyer. So when you first go out and see the property and they say yes, all you need is a, a purchase a, a purchase and sales agreement or a lease agreement signed and get a key from them and then you start marketing the property. 
Okay, when do I sign everything over to put it into the land trust? That's I guess that's where well, I'm getting You'll confused. tell your attorney. You're going to tell your attorney, attorney that if you're buying it subject to, when you give the lease, mm -hmm. the purchase and sales agreement to your attorney, you tell them you want to take title in a land trust. Okay. And then that, that is the between the seller signs that over to my trustee, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. But that will be a closing. It won't be while you're out there seeing the house. Okay. Okay. So the only thing I need at the house is the purchase and sale agreement. Purchase and sales agreement. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, that was my question. All right. Well, thanks, Anita. Good luck with that. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Take the next caller. We've been getting some really good questions tonight. Is there anybody else out there with any questions? Uh, this is Mike. Can you hear me? Hey, Mike. Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not putting us into queues, so this must be an open line. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's okay. I put mute on my cell phone in the meantime. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to fo follow up uh, two questions ago. Is more of a higher priced house, close to a million bucks. Okay. Um, I was wondering. Uh, what kind of advertising might work to get people who might be able to afford that kind of a house? Because that's kind of a small buyer pool that you're going after usually. And okay. I don't know if those well, people just kind of look on Craigslist or what. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, you know, in a situation like this, I don't know how much it costs to do it. Where you're, where, by the way, where are you from, Mike? Uh, southern Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Okay. So you can uh, actually pay, I don't know how much it is in Wisconsin, three or $400, maybe four or $500 to get it on the MLS. The main thing is to get it in the MLS, and then um, that way it opens it up to buyers all around the world. If they want to go online to find property that's listed in Wisconsin you know, on the MLS sheet, you know, they, they can see it that way. It doesn't, you don't have to list it with the realtor. You just need to get it on the MLS. As um, a flat fee listing a, type thing? Yes, the multi-listing service, exactly. Um, yeah. Once you get it in yeah. there, you know, like I said, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks to get it on there. But uh, then it opens it up to people that might be around the world that may say, hey, I want to live in Wisconsin, and they go to the MLS and they click on Wisconsin to see what houses are available. Um, there's also um, a lot of different websites that you can advertise on. It doesn't have to be um, Zillow. I mean, there's just for sale by owner, there's... Redfin, or, I mean, there's just so many. Just Google it, and you'll find all kinds of places where you can advertise. Also, I mean, obviously, most of your buyers are going to be local, but you know, you're still going to get buyers from all over. I mean, there's buyers from all around the world that want to move to uh, you know, the United States. Um, so, and maybe they've got family in Wisconsin. Who knows? But um, so we want to get it out there for them, but we also want to, you know, market locally too. And um, I realize, you know, you're talking about a million-dollar home, but you still can do an open house. Have you heard of the Wolf Couple system, the, um, the one-hour open house? Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm familiar with their one-hour sale. I was trying to okay. you know, see what, what could be done other than just pointing out pointer signs on the weekend for a one-hour sale. So, yeah, the MLS is a good idea, too. I wasn't thinking yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, and um, yeah, definitely do that. But you know, I tell you what, the, that's a one-hour sale because you're going to be offering owner financing. See, the seller most always when they're listing their property, they're not offering owner financing, so it opens up a whole new pool of buyers for us. And therefore, like this lady that she was talking about, how they just had the open house. 
I guarantee you she wasn't advertising that she do, you know, owner financing of any sort. Otherwise, she would have had a lot of people there and probably would have sold the property. So, I mean, you definitely want to still do an open house, but you want to make sure that in your advertising it says rent to own or lease purchase, um, you know, or however you plan on selling it. Advertise that. Let people know that this is a property that can be bought that way, and especially on the MLS. When you listen to on the MLS, you're going to put it on there that you'll do owner financing. You're going to get a lot more buyers. All right. Yep, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was kind of thinking those directions, but I didn't know if the rules kind of change when you get into higher end properties when your buyer pool deflates significantly. <laughs> it it so, will. That's why you have to think outside the box a little bit. But remember, there's a lot of websites where you can advertise on. A lot of them. All right. Fair enough. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Mike. Good luck. Thanks for coming Thank in. Bye bye. Alrighty, we'll take the next caller. We have another caller this evening. Well, oh, it, we this have. is Anita still, still on the oh. line. Um, oh, you're still on the line. I have another okay. one. Okay, Go ahead. I have another one for you. So sure, when it comes ahead. to um, land trust, if I uh -huh. were to get the property sub two and put it into the land trust, um, can you wholesale your beneficiary right? Is that but I would definitely check with um uh, do you know which company you're gonna to use to do your land trust? Um, I had looked up one out of Nevada. Uh they Quick, say they do them everywhere. Out of Nevada. Okay. Um check with Quest. I'm not sure where Quest is at. I can forget where they're at. Um, there's, okay. there's two of them that I'm aware of, uh, Quest, and um, I forget what the other company is, but uh, I've used them both. But I would check okay. with the administrator there, and they can answer that question for you. Okay. Sounds good, Quest. Um, I think you. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do a wholesale deal through it. I mean, money's mm -hmm. money. No matter what your real estate deal is, it's an investment deal. So all, only thing, uh, you know, the land – well, I'm sorry. You're talking about land trust. I'm thinking of IRAs. I'm, I'm completely on the wrong track. Okay. A land trust. Well, land Absolutely. trust because I I heard that the beneficiary right you could just kind of you know assign, assign kind of like assigning assign your right. You can do that. That is true. And uh, but you have to be careful because you know you're getting out of paying some taxes and the IRS may come after you if they find out about it. So you've got to be careful doing that. But it's possible. Okay. Got it. Um, and then as far as seller financing, um, if I were to um, get a property under seller financing. Uh -huh. How do I how do I come up with the terms? Like, do I just give them the asking price as long as it's still under what is it like seventy percent, or does it? How okay. do I come so, up with the price? I'm not sure what your question was. Ask that one more time. So, if I take a property or I get a property under seller finance. So the seller uh -huh. is doing a seller finance um, option. Okay. Um, what do I purchase it at? Is it okay, okay. to just well, give them asking price? You can pay asking price. Obviously, we want to try and get it below asking price. So don't forget, is that the best you can do? If I close quickly, is that the best I can do? You're saying that that's, if I don't give you that amount of money, you're not going to sell it to me. Just remember to try and get the price down. But it's okay to pay their asking price as long as we're getting our terms and we still know that there's equity in the property to where we, you know, it's, our comps show that it's worth more money, sure, go ahead and do it. Even if you're paying okay. market value, 
you can still mark it up 10%. So depending okay. on what the terms are, if you get a low enough payment, you can make your spread on a monthly basis, and um, you know, we can still make money on it. So just make sure your terms are right, and it doesn't matter. Okay, so as long as the asking price is at least at the market value. The market value, okay. uh, well, and, but you want to get your terms. I mean, if it, you're paying market value, I don't want you paying any down payment money, and I uh, want you to get a really low monthly payment, at least what their mortgage payment is. Don't pay any more than that. Um, and get okay. as long term as you can possibly get. Now, if they're going to have to have some down payment money, then we want a longer term and we want a better price. So, you know, make sure that you get the terms that you're looking for. If they're not going to give you, uh, you know, a, a significant discount, then we want the terms. We always want the terms, but we can, we can pay market value as long as the terms are there. Okay. Because you've got to have some room to make some money. And remember, yeah. if you're paying market value, if the house is worth $100,000 and you buy it for 100000 you can turn around and sell it for 110 with owner financing. No problem. Mm -hmm. As long as, I mean, obviously there's not a lot of money in that deal, but mm -hmm. you will be able to make the monthly spread as long as the monthly payment is cheap enough and your tenant buyer can pay a higher price. Okay. And as far as, like, the percent for the interest rate, that is something that I would come up with or they would come up with? Well, it would depend on the deal. If you're buying it um, with owner financing and they already have a mortgage on the property, I would try to get it at what they're paying. And, um, and then what you, you don't ever talk interest if you can avoid that. Now, sometimes, if, obviously, if they own it free and clear, a lot of times they're going to want interest. Sometimes you'll get a seller that won't have to have interest. But mm -hmm. um, what you want to try and do is anytime they talk interest, I always tell them, 3% is the best I could do. And, of course, they're going to okay. want more. And, you know, and that's a negotiation tactic as well. You just want to try and get it as low as you possibly can. Okay. So do you, uh, have you bought any property? Um, I did a wholesale deal. Um, you did a wholesale and, deal? And that's okay. it. I haven't, mm -hmm. so okay. I haven't done any seller finance or anything like that. Okay. Well, you just basically have to learn how to negotiate a little bit, especially, you know, like I said, if you're paying full price for it, and that's market value, I don't want you ever paying above market value because there's no money to be made. But if you're paying okay. market value, it's okay as long as they give us the terms that we want. Um, okay, I so like not ARV, just market value, fair market right, value. Right, market value. So if they're asking okay. uh, 50000 and your, um, your R shows it's worth 60000 you're okay to pay that 50000 no problem. You know, but now if they're asking fifty thousand and the ARV is forty eight thousand, I'm still okay with it as long as you go out and look at the property and you know the property is worth at least fifty thousand. You still can mark it up to fifty five, right? Um, there's not okay. a lot of money there, but maybe they give you a payment of two hundred dollars a month and you know you can get four hundred a month out of it. You've got a two hundred dollar a month spread there. You know, so okay. look at your numbers. Make sure the numbers work. If the numbers work, then go ahead and pay market value. If it, it, otherwise. Always try and get them down, though. But if you can't, it's okay. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. All right. Awesome. I appreciate it. No problem. All righty. Any other questions? This is June. We've got time for one more call. One more caller. Okay. It looks like we're out of calls, out of uh, questions. I want to thank you all for joining us on the Q&A call tonight. And don't forget to tune in next month, the second 
Monday of the month, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, Thanks for joining us. Good night.